If you've been injured in an accident, Barry Law will add firepower to your fight. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL Team and U.S. Special Operations. He served around the globe. And now, at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol, Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIS. Here we go, November 29th, Monday. Uh, programming note while Metallica plays out, because I just love Metallica. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have a show on Wednesday, so you know what that means. Uh, no whatever Wednesday. We're up against Husker basketball. Uh, I am still uh, Commander Jack Riggins, Detainee 3101. I've lost count because Detainee 722 is not on the board today. We've got Caleb from the morning show. Welcome, Caleb. I, I'm not detained, so I don't. I don't yeah. have a number. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I am free to move about the cabin. Yes, you are. You're always free to go wherever. Uh, clearly, I hope some of you understand why we do that, and I guess we're just. I am. I'm going to continue it until there is no mass <laughs> mandate. So hopefully, that's your Christmas gift. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, it's set till the 23rd. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I, put... I I like your positive spin on <laughs> the it. The odds aren't there, but I'm saying hopefully. Well, I, I, we might as well hope. I, I think that, no doubt, it's possible, and that would be a nice Christmas gift. I don't necessarily think when dealing with societies, uh, it's necessary to uh, try to spice it up with you know Christmas timing. Like, mm-hmm. let's just follow uh, the data or follow best practices. But whatever. Nobody knows at this no, point. No, I, I want... You I want, want it to be I want Lopez yet. to come out with a like a, a a box in front of her, unwrap it, and say "mask mandate ends." <laughs> like go so, full Christmas with it. Well, I I will tell you, Director Lopez, um, when you decide to re- uh, rescind this, if it happens to be around Christmas, I, that's probably not a bad idea. Even I at this point would support that. Come out with a Christmas box. Open it up. There'll be nothing <laughs> in there, and say no more masks for now. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. So anyway, you know the deal. We're still in the mask mandate. Uh, I've got a lot to talk about. Um, if it'll make sense, maybe. Maybe it won't. Uh, bottom line is I want you to know here on Monday that we're not going to have a whatever Wednesday. So I usually say, just open the call lights. Meaning, maybe it'll be tomorrow. I'm trying to get some guests on from the school board and some other things. Um, but you know the deal. I mean, if you feel like calling in, call in on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. If we get delayed on drive time, Lincoln, we just push it to tomorrow and the next day. I always, I take notes that no one can read but me. And uh, so I always come back around to topics for the most part. And you know what? The crew out there, the people's platform, if I forget, you hold me accountable. You let me know that, hey, Commander, you said you were going to do this. And, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, thanks. That's really good on the text line. <laughs> I'd rather listen to the Commander than the basketball I think what you meant was coverage, not team any day. Uh, let's be fair. Let's end real quick. Husker football. Uh, it's actually interesting. I didn't realize Caleb was going to be in. Here are my thoughts. Um, it's over. Uh, I think for most of us, I'll say thank God right now, just season. <laughs> and it, I mean, it sadly for me was fitting. It was sad with my kids watching. It was sadly fitting for, I guess, kind of this entire season. And the only thing that comes to mind for me is it's not rare that happened. Um, That's a pattern, clearly, and that has to be fixed. Um, I think everybody out here knows that. I think everybody on the inside knows that. 
And it's very clear. If it wasn't clear uh, late Friday afternoon against Iowa, it became very clear mm-hmm. to you. So I think it's, hey, and that's actually a good thing. To understand the old term, it is what it is. No more BS, no more hope and changey. No, it, listen, we're just a close, and I agree with that, close in some aspects, but far away football team. And of course, listen, next year's team will be different than this year's team. People turn over and everything. Bottom line is, that's the coach's job to get that fixed, and nobody cares more about trying to do that than them. It's just, we're at that point where can they do it? Um, we're going to find out. We'll all still be here. Um, but yeah, I guess sadly fitting is all I will say. So, Steven, I would say, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't want to listen to me over the basketball. I enjoy sports and the couple of hours of reprieve uh, <laughs> for what it is. Competition, young athletes, you know, sometimes it can be a little hard at times. Other times, there's things that happen that are just incredible, right? Um, and it's just, to me, sports has always been a nice outlet. Um, on this show, for me, I love that you you are dedicated listener. But I get heavy sometimes in this show, and I, I know some of the callers have been like, hey, how do you decompress from some of this? Not me, like them. Uh, but I feel it's worthy of bringing to you, you know, because I don't necessarily hear a lot of people, at least locally, talking about some of these issues and, and bringing different stuff up. And I think it's important that we do that. So, anyway, like I said, the hotline's open, 402-479-1400. Maybe I'll come up with a... Uh, talk talkative Tuesday because we've had to move whatever Wednesday every week. So I have like, you know, talkative Tuesday. We'll we'll make that work somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, uh, as that because you're in here, Caleb. Now, what do you switch to? Basketball coverage? Well, we well, still football have, still goes and yeah, fo- football still going. So it's yeah. really that's the thing is football is three sixty five. Yeah, it never ends. Especially because you had a, a season end the way it did. You're not in the conference championship game. Um, you're not going to a bowl game, so you don't have that type of coverage, but yeah. it's very intrigu- intriguing this oh. offseason because you have to hire an OC. You have to hire offensive coordinator, by the way, for those. I, I, sometimes I just jump to Understood. the label. You do that, too. I, I hear well, it from yeah, time I, to time. I, listen, I, the people in Drive Time Lincoln are so confused, that our, <laughs> our regular listeners, that they'll just flow with it. They're like, there's a lot of alphabet happening. <laughs> Um, so you have to hire an offensive coordinator, and that's one of your four assistants. So those are all positions that have to get filled. You just had the Oklahoma coach head west to the U- to USC, so there's going to be domino effects with all this coaching carousel. That's on top of seniors that have to make decisions, like an Adrian Martinez, like a Damian Daniels. Um, you've got some other guys like Cam Taylor Britt and Austin Allen that clearly have some really good NFL draft stock, um, so they're on the way out. Are there other guys that are going to make that decision to leave, whether it's to end a career because you've already been playing for four years, but you're technically a sophomore because of a red shirt in the COVID year. What are the transfer situations going to be look like? Guys leaving the program. Never ends. Um, what are the, never what's, ends. what's the transfer situation look like for guys coming to Nebraska? So that and then you have coming up this next month, the early signing period starts, and then you see who's that next crop of Huskers that are going to be coming to Lincoln. So the football thing never ends. But you've got both men's and women's basketball on Wednesday. They're playing in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They're both actually in North Carolina. Men playing North Carolina State. Women playing Wake Forest, and then volleyball and. NCAA tournament number 10 overall national seed. They are hosting the Campbell Camels on Friday at 7. We'll have that here on KLIN um, when they win. 
because they will win. Um, they will play the winner of K-State, Kansas State, and uh, Florida State on Saturday. Those that- games here in Lincoln. So we got folks coming to town. That's business. Well, somebody make sure you put out to them that they got to wear a mask when they get here. <laughs> See, that was that was funny when 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 uh, when Creighton came and played the men's team. There were so many Creighton fans in line looking around, going, "Oh, you guys are doing this. This is, this is a thing you're doing." Yeah. Well, you you know, I when I go up to Creighton and help out, I just say, you know, hey, draw a circle from Lincoln, 500 miles. I mean, we're just special down here. Yeah, we're special. We get to wear our masks, uh, supposedly. <laughs> Hey, speaking of that, uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, besides the fact that I I've got a crime story to go. Um, I I knew I need to reach back out to the police chief. Uh, she's had to move on to better things and talking to the commander, uh, but she'll come on. Uh, but I started to talk about some of the stats last week, and 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 our our department does a great job of of putting them out in transparency and. Certainly shootings and, and murders, there's a tick. And it, it was sad this weekend to know that there's more. I look at those, and I think most law enforcement professionals would tell you, in a, in a town our size and the demographics and the, and the way our culture is here, those are, those are significant. Shootings are significant. You know, different type of drugs coming in and the numbers are significant. Uh I've said before, it's one of the reasons I took this show, was to help explore and bring to light some of the issues that, at face value, were an undermanned police force, or street cops, uh, deterrence, if you will. And none of that's been fixed. Um, I'm I'm taking the long game here, uh, but each time there's one of these shootings or, you know, they pop up, you know, you look at what it's over, you know, a parking spot. Uh, these are not good signs for our city. And I know that there's, you know, potentially been a debate by me, as well as our mayor and the powers that be, and maybe the other news outlets locally. Uh, Listen, I don't make up numbers. I go to the numbers that are published by the police department, or in the case of COVID, the numbers published by the Lancaster, um, LLHD, Dr. Pat Lopez, excuse me, doctor, director, nurse Pat Lopez. Uh, and I just look at him and I, I use ways that are practical sense to bring him to light and ask questions. But yeah, I, I don't like that trend line. So I suspect we're going to have to talk a little more about crime because we need to keep that in the forefront of our cabezas, our heads. Uh, interesting, a long masking and kind of COVID, right? Good points have been brought up to just say, Hey, Commander, I, you know, I think people are dug in on whatever they believe. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I don't think at this moment we are going to change necessarily each other's opinions, right? It seems like for whatever reason, uh, whether it be vax or not vax, mandate, not mandate, you know, my choice, mask, not mask, people are pretty comfortable where they're at, I guess. But I will say, you know, it is still going on, and... As a citizen, we can look at other things that are going on. And one of the best ways, I think, is to be able to talk to people that are directly impacted. And one of the stories that's going on that kind of drives me nuts is you saw, obviously, I hope you did, the injunction today um, where Nebraska, along with other states, was given a temporary injunction against COVID-19 vaccine mandates. So... 
If you've been under a rock, federal government is putting out some mandates on different uh, businesses and, and things like that. Um, our governor has uh, spoke up highly against that. And, and what that means is that right now, as of today, a federal judge has blocked that. Okay? They, he has blocked, right, health care workers having the mandate be put on them by the federal government. And that's where we stand. What I don't appreciate is this is affecting real people's lives, both administrators, people that work in the hospitals, our, our community members. And no doubt there's politics always being played even in these organizations. But we have nurses, and you know, if you listen to the show, how important nurses are right now. Uh, we're short of them in Nebraska. We're short of them in our hospitals here in Lincoln. They are the ones directly that lead to the number of beds we always hear the politicians talk about. It's not the beds. It's not the equipment. It's the nurses. It's the shortage of people that the hospitals have failed to hire to cover the number of beds slash problems that they can deal with. Okay? So nurses are super important. And you've heard me get all both ways here because I've made some nurses upset. But let me ask some of the nurses that were so pro- all of this stuff. We know we have a shortage of nurses. We know, as of today, that there's an injunction against the vax mandate from federal government. So it's not good enough to say, well, we, the hospital, are kicking nurses out that we desperately need because of the federal mandate, right? Because it's not in play right now. And we know we need these nurses, and we're going to cry about it, and we're going to cry for them. But we're going to kick them out of working here and their careers if they're not vaxxed by December 5th. On top of that, and that is happening in Lincoln, Nebraska, Brian in particular has been telling nurses you will get the vaccine, right? And then they backed off and went to a testing. But now they went back to you will get vaxxed or you will be fired. And that deadline is December 4th. U.S. military is trying to do the same thing. But I want you to think about that for a second. You need nurses. We, the community, needs nurses. You are going to the governor. You, the administrators, are talking about shortages. And yet you're putting in policies to end people's career. On top of that, and you better get a hold of your HR departments, because I will find them. I will find the name. This community is too small. You better not be telling nurses they're not going to get a job in Nebraska again if they don't get vaxxed. You better not be doing that. You are as liable in this stuff right now, and these no beds, and we can't handle more, and you're throwing away your workforce and your talent? On a mandate? Hey, listen, if you want to put a mandate of vax at Brian, then stand up and say, we, Brian, the administration, you know, the powers that be, the board at Brian says we will have 100% vaccine mandate. Don't be playing games with your employees that then affect this community, but you are. And then you're doubling down and you're trying to threaten people by telling them they're not going to be able to find a job? Wow. If you're at Brian a doctor, a nurse, anybody, and you're dealing with this, call the show, 402-479-1400.
That's ridiculous given the state that we're in where we need nurses, right? We're in a mask mandate, supposedly, to help with that exact problem, but yet we got administrators throwing talent out the door. Unbelievable. But it's not just a Brian. It's happening in our very own United States Navy. Sailors with 11, 12 years, early promote sailors, people that are our best and brightest, are choosing not to get it. And that's fair. They've tried all the legal means. They're going to boot them. Here's what I don't agree with. You're going to boot a sailor and give them an other than honorable discharge so they can't access their GI Bill in 11 years, 12 years of work? Okay, fine. If you've got to support the president because you're the military apparatus, then just let them go with their benefits. Let them go with an honorable discharge. This is unprecedented what's going on. And there are ways to maneuver within it with honor, with ways that make sense nationally and locally. I'll bet you, because I've been talking to senior SEAL officers, there's senior people well over the mandatory retirement age that are faced with the same situation. If that isn't blackmail, I don't know what is. That's the United States Navy, folks. And then here we are at Bryan Hospital. HR's telling people, telling nurses specifically, get the vax or you're fired and we'll make sure you're not getting a job. I'm going to dig on that one so hard. Fact is, there's a temporary injunction against COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. That's it. Wait it out. There should be no movement. Unless you, the company, you, the hospital, want to stand up in front of everybody and say, this is our policy and we are doing it. Great, because I want to know. Because I want to know if you treat your people like that and you can kiss my business and everybody else's business goodbye. Because if that's how you treat your employees, how the heck are you going to take care of my mother? Ugh, drives me nuts. Let's go to Richard on line one. Commander, uh... You touched upon the problem of shootings within the community, and I know that you're a great uh, Second Amendment rights person, but I think we've reached the point where we need to do more on weapons control. Well, tell, explain that to me. What, what weapons control do you think in a society where no matter what laws we put in place, bad people with bad intentions will get weapons? Okay, what we can do is, you recall I discussed with you the policy that's in place on the UNL campus. And yes. that is, when you enroll, you turn in your weapons to the university police, then if you want to go out to the shooting range and shoot, you check your weapon out. When you're done shooting, you bring it back. Okay, Richard, are you suggesting every citizen in Lincoln check in their guns to LPD or another agency, and then when we want to use them, we go check them out? Absolutely, because then, prima facie, if a person is found with a gun, whether he's using it to shoot somebody or just carrying it around, that would be a violation of that ordinance. Okay, Richard, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but I want to walk this dog with you for a second. So... I and everybody else in Lincoln, well, let's just go the whole, well, let's go Lincoln. Let's round it up to 300,000 people that own guns. We go turn them in. But then the people that are lawbreakers, most of the people that are using guns illegally to begin with, they're still walking around with their guns because they're not going to turn them in. 
How does that? De- how does that save me? How do? How do I now protect myself and my loved ones under threat of another person with a weapon? You call the police department. You call the county sheriff. You call the state patrol. That's what those law enforcement agencies are there for. Not to have a bunch of cowboys running around, you know, shooting. That's that's where we get into these problems. Richard, do you but- see any gun thing in the last? Five years in Lincoln, Nebraska, that has happened here. That is a bunch of cowboys that have went around shooting people in the well, name of I'm... law and order or whatever. Okay, well, what... no, no. I mean, have it has it been people that are committing crimes using the weaponry or citizenry defending themselves? There hasn't been a citizenry defense shooting here in God knows how long. You know, I can't think of one, so I'll go along with you on that. But I still think we need to curb the number of guns that are out there. I'm not going to disagree with you on curbing the number of guns that are out there. I wish that could be done. The thing I would also like to know, and i got to let you go and get to break, and if you need to call back second segment, do, but let's go back to our Constitution. How do I turn in my guns, which is the sole thing to help me, the public, if a government turns tyrannical, how do how does that help me given my constitution ours if the government has all my guns? Call back, Richard. Um, hey, seriously, if he wants to talk more about that, I, I'd love for him to call back. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three Drive Time Lincoln. KLIN and Broadcast House have immediate openings to join our team of media sales. Headlights are on. Do keep in mind this is the time of day we're likely to see deer moving throughout the region. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Ofgren. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Law Firm on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Oh, wow, we've hit a nerve. Richard's hit a nerve on the Second Amendment and proposed ways to get some kind of guns off the street. I don't disagree with guns off the street. Uh, I don't necessarily have all the answers. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're going to cover that in a second. One of the things, yeah, we hit a nerve because Caleb and I are screaming. Everybody's screaming. Listen, if you're around a lot of screaming, you are going to have hearing issues, and you need to make sure you give my friends at Christensen Hearing Analytics a call at 402-489-3450 and get it looked at. Usually, right, we associate this with age, and I think a lot of us lose our hearing, no doubt, as we age. Uh, but younger people do, too. And the thing is, is in today's day and age, we, we don't have to have our hearing not be there so that you have to scream like the commander no you can go to roy and his team they've been practicing you know since 2008 they have the best prices in towns they'll get you in the right technology uh they'll do a comprehensive exam free consultations and again if you don't want to go they'll come to your house so give them a call at 402-489-3450 christensen hearing analytics ladies and gentlemen there is no reason to let your hearing suffer no matter the reason when you can give a call to Christensen Hearing Analytics and let them help you get your quality of life back. Wow. Okay. Uh, call line is through the roof. Uh, Andy. Andy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. I just wanted to respond to Rich's comment. I think what we need is more responsible gun owners and make our society safer. I became a permit holder this year because of all the unrest last year, and I, I feel like those of us who take our responsibility seriously um, are, are the ones that are safe out there, and, you know, we're not the ones causing the problems. Yeah, the evidence backs that up, and there's no doubt that um, 
responsible, keyword, uh, and safe gun ownership is in itself a societal deterrent determent uh, to criminals in a lot of different crimes, not just gun crimes. Um, you know, America used to be like that. And everybody, you know, generally learned how to use a rifle. Very common uh, for people to have rifles, you know, right in the back of their thing. It's kind of, we look at it as silly these days, but uh, in fact, um, a armed, educated, safe society is generally a safer one. Uh, thanks for the call, Andy. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. You bet. Um, yeah, again, it's training. It's respect. Um, guns don't kill people. Kill People kill people. The gun is just a tool. Um, and in the end of the day, uh, there are a lot of difficult ways to try to solve this problem. But one thing I know is we've been trying to solve this problem of getting guns off the streets. The reality is the criminals don't pay attention to the laws. The people that use weaponry illegally don't respond to any laws and therefore we the the public you know end up constantly suffering for laws that are trying to solve a problem that it thus far hasn't been able to solve in fairness i'm going to give richard a reattack because i told him he could call back in richard you are back on thank you commander well one of the problems that we have is that the Second Amendment is being wrongfully applied when people like you and Caleb say, that gives me the right to have a gun on my person or around my house. If we look at the Constitution and the Second Amendment, it says a well-regulated militia being necessary, the right of a citizen to bear arms shall not be abridged. And when the Supreme Court interpreted that, they ignored completely that clause about a well-regulated militia. Okay, now, hold on, Richard. So would you... Okay, let, I'm going to walk that dog with you. With you, not against or for. So if they interpreted that wrongly and didn't pay attention to the well-regulated militia, then you would have to admit then, okay, as long as we form up well-regulated militias, whether it be city, state, have you, then we can be armed. If you, okay, what, what is our equivalent of a well-regulated militia in our present society? No, you're it's wrong, you're wrong, because you're going to say the Army or the National Guard, and that isn't, that is a standing military. A, a militia is a citizenry auxiliary to the military. Okay, uh, except that the reason for the Second Amendment, if you look back historically, was that we had no standing army, we had some volunteer militias in the colonial days, and remember what triggered the Battle of Lexington and Concord was the British troops were marching on the areas where the powder and uh, the slugs were being kept. And that's the, that's the whole justification for the Second Amendment is they didn't want to have a repeat where some people made the militia impotent and and not effective. Okay. And I understand that, Richard, but even using that, coming forward to modern times, laws have been upheld under that for 200-plus years, changing here and there and another thing. And if you're going to take that stance, you're now almost saying, well, we've got the United States Army, the National Guard, and police forces. They'll cover it all. So no, yeah, no citizen right. needs to be armed. 
Now, now you you threw one at me. You said, "Do I know of any instances here in Lincoln where somebody has played vigilante and and used a weapon?" If you listen to your news, you'd hear John Stanton reporting a story from today about a young 19-year-old that was parked in the residential neighborhood. An older gentleman apparently got in a confrontation with him, and this young kid went and shot him twice. As far as I know, that kid had no previous felony convictions. He was carrying a weapon, and there's an instance, you know, where having too many guns out there uh, caused a, a serious incident. Richard, good call. Appreciate you always calling in. Uh, I'm going to disagree with Richard on that. Uh, when I talk about law-abiding citizen using it, I'm talking about uh, I'm on the street. I encounter a violent crime going on, uh, rape, a murder underway, and I have the ability to do it. I have somebody that pulls a weapon on me in, in a for no apparent reason. I have the ability to defend myself. I'm driving down the street. A bank robbery is in progress. Guys come out. Cops aren't there yet, and they're shooting it up. I can drive away. I can stop. I can hide. Or if I'm armed and know what I'm doing, I can do something about it. Uh, they break into my house. I walk upstairs to my daughter, and there's a man on top of my daughter. I'm not calling the police. I defend my property. I know how to do it. I'm a responsible, smart, educated gun owner. To use somebody that might not have had prior convictions, but shoot somebody what appears to be over a parking dispute is not near vigilante justice, and I don't subscribe to vigilante justice. I describe I, I prescribe to self-defense, nor is it self-defense. That is just a bridge that doesn't make sense, in my opinion. Whew. I just it's, it's so sad to me that educated Americans, we are having this conversation when our rights are being stripped away from us right as we speak. Because that is how you conquer a nation, is you slowly take away rights, you slowly get obedience by things like mass mandates and vaccines, and you put pressure. Because, yeah, if they came at us with weapons... And just said, no, we're taking over your area. Well, there'd be a fight. And the other thing I was thinking with Richard is, okay, so let's take Seattle, right? Or Portland over the last two years. Um, So, I I don't know. We just decide to uh, give up that landmass of the federal area that they took over and the federal buildings. Right? Cops can't do anything. They call the National Guard. They don't do anything. What, is the citizenry there just supposed to live with it? No, the citizenry, if those fail, have a right to defend themselves. Now, they didn't, because they're all softies out there. But I'd very much like to see, in a Nebraska or a Texas, a large group of people breaking the law, trying to take over land, whether it be federal or whatever, and they've already, either by policy, defeated the police or the National Guard, And I'd like to see the response. You'd get a true American response, which is we are going to defend our lives, our freedom, and our Constitution. Man. And you're not going to do it by words, not in situations like that. Uh, Let's go to Johnny real quick. Hey, thank you for taking my call again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just, uh, I just, 
want to say with this vaccine mandate and all that stuff for these nurses and doctors and whatnot, I, I'm just saying, like, this is, I'm, I'm just going along with this. I'm saying it, it's part of the job, you know. I mean, that's kind of what your employer is kind of expecting of you right now anyways. I mean, if you work anywhere else, like a fast food restaurant or a gas station, and I don't even know how to compare it to COVID, but let's say you had something else that was contagious, like a, like a rash on your hand. Uh, Johnny, it's simple. You say it's part of their job. That's what yeah. you want to say. Yeah, I got it. Yep, that and uh, with this whole gun stuff, I mean, what we need to do is we need people to focus on controlling their anger. That seems to be a big issue when people get guns. They just think that they can go off and do whatever they want because they have the power of a firearm in their hand, and it's just it's ridiculous. It is well, I support bad. you on that 100%. I appreciate the call, Johnny. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Hey, anger and, and you know anger control, impulse control, these are important skill sets that we all need to be learning. Without a doubt. You, you put a weapon in somebody's hand, it just gets exacerbated. Um, but that is a good point, Johnny. I mean, mental health and anger control and impulse control, these are things a good society is teaching its people so that they will act appropriately in these different situations instead of escalating, right? And, you know, escalating with fists is one thing. Escalating, you know, with a weapon in your hand that can kill somebody is a different thing. Um you know, there's no doubt about it. But listen, I, I'm not going to buy it, Johnny. Uh, listen, if Brian Health, in this case that I'm talking about, wants to stand up to all of Lincoln and Nebraska and say, we, Brian, are mandating 100% vax for all employees or else, then do it. I support a private business's ability to set the standards. I really do. But no, they're doing it because of federal mandates. They're not doing it because they think that's what's best so that their employees, it's just part of the job. No, they're doing it in response to federal stuff. Therein lies the problem. Hey, if Brian wants to say that, then my God, go on the TV, come on this show, and tell the world, and tell your employees, it is a mask mandate or else. That's what you got to do to be a Brian employee. Then their employees can make a choice. Don't play games with them. And that's what this is becoming, is it's all becoming games. And I think we're all frustrated by it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm laughing. I, I, I had a conversation the other day, you know, because now we got what? I'm just going to call it, you know, Lambda Lambda, Omega Omega, you know, whatever, variant. Who gives a crap meaning on the name? My point is, if you applied the same societal choices worldwide, over the flu vaccine, excuse me, the flu, and its multiple variants, year after year after year after year, we'd have no society, folks. Zero. If we talked about the flu and its variants and made the same decision trees that we have, especially in America over the last year and a half, especially here in Lincoln, Nebraska, we would cease to exist there would be no money, there would be no jobs, there would be no school, because we'd just be running around scared to death, and that'd be it. it. It'd be the end of civilization as we know it. But here we are, we're playing this game with COVID, and God knows how long we're going to play it. Uh, okay, a lot of callers on the line. Uh, Jack, line one. Sir, how you doing? Good. Hey, Commander, how you doing? Hey, uh, three quick points I want to make. 
people read the Second Amendment incorrectly every time, and it just bothers the hell out of me. It's not about a well-armed or well-regulated militia that should have firearms. You're supposed to. It should be read like being that a well-regulated militia is necessary to the uh, free state. Because of that, the right to bear and keep arms shall not be infringed. It's not one or the other. Right, I agree with you. And and here's what I don't understand is the law since then has backed that up. So however you want to read the statement, you know what I mean? Go ahead. In the end of the day, 200 plus years of law in this country has backed up the individual's right to bear arms. Yes, and the other part of this is this guy even says the same thing. It's keep and bear arms, not keep one in your drawer in your house that you can't get out or take anywhere else. It's keep and bear arms, and that's very overlooked in society. Yeah, I mean, the last point I wanted to make was I heard a liberal uh, argument on this recently about if if you're if. Just a hypothetical, if you're naive enough to think it could even happen, where all guns are gone, there are no guns left, wouldn't society be better? And (laughs) I asked this person, okay, so what if somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night and there's a baseball bat laying there and they have a baseball bat, would you like to defend yourself with that baseball bat or would you rather maybe have that firearm? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... We're in a, we're we're at an insanity level, um, and in the end of the day, it, listen, it's not going to happen. Arms being taken, uh, it won't happen uh, because right there, actually, if that were to try to happen, uh, that is actually the exact reason it's in the Constitution. <laughs> Tyrannical government. I mean, that's it. Uh, unfortunately, folks, some of you are never going to understand it, and that's okay. Those of us that do, uh, if it comes push to shove, uh, we'll. Keep everybody's freedom for them, and then after it's done, you can go about, you know, talking about it again, that we don't need laws. I'll tell you what, here's who can help all of us in this is Barry Law. They've been in practice since 65, uh, totally killing it. Regional, national experts in criminal defense, personal injury, military law. What I love about Barry Law is they believe in the Constitution of the United States. They believe in individual rights. Uh, they also understand that in this system, right, the big guy sometimes has a leg up on us as individuals, and they're there to help you, whether it be, you know, VA and filing claims and trying to maneuver that, or you've had a wrongful death lawsuit, or you've had an injury, or, hey, you get in trouble with the law. Hey, you need the best. Why? Because you need to win. You need to win that case. And that's what they're there to do, to help you fight back, right? And they're not going to put just one lawyer on your team an entire group of warfighters to get behind you and help you make it happen. 402-235-6965 or jsberrylaw.com. When you're thinking hustlers... Later this week, details in my 10-day outlook tonight on Channel 8 News at 10. I'm Storm Alert Team Chief Meteorologist John DeSauer. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're going to get to our final call, but I do want to clarify this. Caleb from the morning in our sports has not said a darn word about weaponry. This is all Commander Jack's show, so you want to throw stones or opinions, it's all on me, the commander. Caleb's just in here working the board. All right, John, what do you got? All these gun crimes have not been 
have been committed by people that didn't legally own those firearms. And to have somebody say, well, we got to control the people that own the firearms that legally own them, and I've owned mine for over 50 years, uh, that's just wrong. Yeah, 10 seconds, John. Five seconds, actually. 